Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live and on Zoom and this week's edition featured the musical comedian Harriet Brain. Harriet chose tweets on Homer the Poet versus Homer Simpson, Harry and Meghan's Time magazine cover and the return of imperial measures, surely not. We hope you enjoy the show. Please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. And why not check out Harriet's comedy songs on SoundCloud? It's Sunday night, it's eight o'clock, and you're watching Let's Kill Twitter with me, Julian Hall. This is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Luckily, I don't have to do that lofty task alone. And joining me tonight to trawl through Twitter is musical comedian Harriet Brain. Before I introduce Harriet, just a little bit of housekeeping. You know how much I love that. Uh, you're, we're live now on Twitch, Facebook Live and on YouTube. And you can catch the record on YouTube and Facebook Live. So for anyone who's missed the show and you would know would like to catch up with it, please direct them uh, to those channels and get them to like and subscribers uh, as necessary. Uh, we love those likes. We live for your likes. Um, speaking of which, please also do follow us at LKT Zoom, which is our Twitter account, the all important Twitter account, which you can see screen shared next to me, and also the handle of which is spread liberally across the screen. The advantage of doing that, uh, certainly tonight, uh, live, you can live tweet at us with any comments, suggestions, questions, or share your favorite tweets with us, which would be great. And actually you can do that the rest of the week as well. Uh, evening, Martin, uh, regular viewer, Martin, hello. Um, so uh, the rest of the week, that's where we've been putting out clips of the show, uh, sending out news of the next show, and also curating as fungible a selection of tweets as we possibly can during the week. Um, I really must pull my finger out some, some days and don't share as much as others, but we aim to please, we aim to please. So uh, without too much further ado, it gives me great pleasure um, to introduce Harriet. And just before I unveil Harriet to you on our screens, uh, just want to take you through uh, some of Harriet's finest moments. Uh, I was privileged to be there for some of them. I, I met Harriet in 2016 when she was a finalist for the Funny Women Stage Award, which she went on to win. Uh, a vintage year, uh, Rosa Jones and Catherine Bohart were also in the final. Um, 2016 was a pretty amazing year for Harriet. She was also Best Newcomer at the 2016 Musical Comedy Awards and was a finalist in the influential So You Think You're Funny Award. Uh, held by the Guild of Balloon, of course, up in Edinburgh. Um, so fantastic start for Harriet. And then since then, she's enjoyed some acclaimed solo shows at the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, including Total Eclipse of the Art in 2017, uh, show sold out every day. And Harriet was making numerous uh, uh, appearances at the BBC tent. I smiled because I was at many of those, <laughs> including uh, Jonathan Ross's Radio 2, the art show, uh, as it was then. Uh, acclaimed by the likes of Culture Trip and Metro and others, uh, Harriet's musical stylings are, are unique. Uh, please do check them out on SoundCloud uh, as well. Um, we'll be picking that up again later. So without further ado, please welcome Harriet Brain. Hello. Hello. You, as Hi. Magic, you appear. <laughs> Sorry, the extended intro there. <laughs> I like to get, you know, I have these bullet points and I just sort of think I've got to get through my bullet points. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great. It's nice to have it's nice to have bullet points to get through. To be honest, it's um, 
Did yeah. you feel nostalgic? <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> so Harriet, tell us what you've been, let, before we go to the, the life online, tell us what you've been up to in real life recently. Um, well, yeah, in real life, um, I've been gradually, you know, as we all have, going back to some sort of semblance of normal, um, uh, going out, doing things. Uh, yeah, more and more things are being done by me lately. It's it's great. Um, gigging sort of sort of back to normal again. Um, and yeah, seeing friends and uh, I still feel like I'm sort of weaning myself off lockdown slightly like I still kind of too much enjoy sitting down and binging tv that's like that that has stayed with me you're only uh, human yeah well exactly because I I I know I sort of I didn't used to be as addicted to tv as I am since lockdown that's it's really really um I I should go to rehab or something I I am a total I'm in a total addict I mean (laughs) I'm not going to turn this into um a kind of a tv thing because I I know having watched all my favorite things now twice over probably in the last one some of them more than twice to be fair but certainly everything I love I've gone through you know multiple times Mm. um so what can you just give us a clip I'm just gonna um stream this to the other bit of YouTube the other bit of Facebook that restream doesn't do um but while I do that can you give me a bit of a tip for um for tv is there something I should be watching Oh, uh, well, what have you not watched, I suppose? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we're watching um, Twin Peaks at the moment, oh. which I which I hadn't seen before, you know, when it was when it was cool. Um, I suppose it is still cool. It's kind of oh, perennially definitely. cool, isn't it? Um, cool. So, yeah, we're watching that at the moment um, and really, really enjoying it. Uh, but I feel like it it's kind of addictive in a, a slightly strange way. And you find yourself you, you've watched three episodes and you're like, what? How did that happen? How did that happen? Wow. And it's like in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, oh dear, what have I done? Uh, I'm glad you said that's good. Maybe I'll revisit that because I never watched the first time around, which ah. is desperately uncool of me. And I was desperately uncool at that age. And I just sort of tried to catch up. But you, that's made me feel so much better um, <laughs> that you're, I mean, obviously you're watching now, you know, you weren't around at the time. Um, but yeah, well, I, I might do that. No, that's true. It was quite, it was quite early. Yeah, I don't think I would have watched it, obviously, at the, when it originally came out. But a lot of my peers at college, at art college, were like huge, huge fans of it. And I just sort of nodded and went along with it as if I'd seen it. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah cool, cool. Fire walk with me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, Martin's just tweeted, damn fine coffee. And I assume, is that a line? It, yes. <laughs> yeah, that is, isn't it? Is that, what's it? It's Kyle. Is that Kyle McLaughlin? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. You see, I, I know sort of Kyle from uh, sort of like Sex and the City and a little bit of Desperate Housewives. And even, I really even like I thought, him. Yeah, I really like him. But yeah. even when, even though I've never watched Twin Peaks, when he, when he turned up in those shows, it was just like something slightly subversive entering the room. And mm. uh, yeah, which is great, really. Um, I, I yeah. the first, like slightly embarrassingly, the first thing I thought when I, you know, saw him in Twin Peaks, I was like, oh, that's the guy from the Flintstones movie because that like <laughs> okay. I watched that movie so many times as a kid and I really like because he's plays a baddie in that actually but I still really liked him um and th- I, embarrassingly that's that's the first thing my brain went to uh, that's that's an interesting <laughs> reference point that's fair. they're all valid they are all yeah. totally valid yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so obviously, so apart from spending um, some quality time uh, watching telly, uh, which I salute you for, um, what about your sort of life online generally and across the various social media outlets? And that's sort of pre-post pandemic as well. I don't know whether the things have changed. Not really. Um, I mean, you, you probably know this, but you wouldn't ever say it, but I am the worst marketing person in the world. And I, I sort of, I only really use, like I got on Twitter solely to try and help, you know, sell tickets to my fringe shows. Like, so I, I didn't get Twitter before I went to Edinburgh basically. Um, and I used to tweet a bit, but I was so prone to spelling errors and just generally being a bit rubbish at it that I I've, I sort of find myself just being a very passive user these days. Like I retweet and I like, you know, a lot of people that I follow, I really like. And I think that I just marvel at their, you yeah. know, ability yeah, yeah. of like making amazing jokes and like doing amazing threads. But I have not got over the years, I've not practiced enough I've not got the knack at it <laughs> I've not got it um but I think yeah, it also I, speaks to the type of comedy that you that you have yes, as well and uh, true. I, what I didn't I mean I sort of referenced in the in, intro that your sort of comedy songs particularly the art history oeuvre is is what you do and, and that's not um that's not something that necessarily unless you're retweeting clips I suppose that says yeah. yes and I'm very like uh I'm very Im- embarrassed about like taking videos of myself like I'll do if someone like asked me to do it I would I would do it like I would video like a I do like a short clip or something but I don't it's never something I would just do on my own off my own bat yeah um because I was just talking to a friend about this yesterday um and you know and he was like suggesting all of these ways I could you know use social media to (laughs) to market myself and yeah like basically like clips of like bits of my songs yeah. he was like they people would love those and I you know maybe they would but uh I was maybe like they well maybe maybe they would but uh I'm not gonna do it and then I, I had this huge conversation with him and I was getting really sort of like you know cynical and a bit a bit pissed off and then he said oh well, I don't use Twitter anyway or he, he didn't even use social media and he was like giving me all of his advice I was like well thank you very much thank you for Nothing. What's your what is your qualm? Just out of uh, I mean I I again I salute your sort of belligerence on that. But what is your qualm uh, about it? About sort of short clips? Is it, is it a context thing or? Uh, I I think it is a context thing. Um, also, the the kind of thing that I enjoy watching isn't short clips of comedy songs. I don't know mm. about about you like I, I don't really know I haven't seen like a good example of it being done well mm. um that I can like emulate and I suppose I could do whole songs but apparently that's not hugely effective either and I just have I have a massive qualm good mm. good good word that um about videoing myself I just I'm not I'm not in, I don't like doing it and I'm not in the habit of doing it. You're okay with us streaming you now though. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I, I don't, I, I just, I don't like doing it. It makes me feel weird. (laughs) I mean, I never used to like hearing my voice on the, on cassette, but maybe that was, uh, oh my God, I'm so sad. I I realise these days that whenever I sort of say things, I'm stepping on sort of subcultural land, landmines of like, you know, (laughs) immediately I explode into my true age. 
but uh, you know, cassette. If you ever record yourself on cassette, which you know, some occasionally did happen for whatever reason, um, it it just sounded so weird. But then, I mean, at that at that age, it, it sort of does really. So I don't know if it's a, a yeah. I don't like that. yeah. I don't like hearing my own voice either. Um, but I've got over that because you you kind of you have to kind of hear your own voice, especially if you because I did a, a podcast for a while and. You just suck it up and uh, you just you just get used to it. Uh, but I still, I don't know, there's something, there's something about it that just makes me feel like drowning myself. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about it that just makes me feel ill. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I mean, look, I think it's good to have strong opinions on this <laughs> are, are really important. And I think when I set out to sort of doing this, you know, maybe I had this sort of thing in my mind of like, Oh, you know, let's got we've got to get the kind of the glitzy Twitter sort of uh, the, the you know the Twitter arty the the big hitters or the the people with tens of millions of followers. But actually, that's not really what the show is about because it's actually giving a voice to people who are you know either tentative or actually actively dislike it. The thing, yeah, I, find really I would I would yeah. like to kill Twitter. Like I thought <laughs> that was the point of this. Um. <laughs> Well, it's a backhand, right? Yeah, well, not. This is a good. I'm glad you, you said this to me, and I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that because there is a sort of an ambiguity to that, and there's a very much a kind of like it's a slightly backhanded compliment. You could say let's kill Twitter in the sense of let's kill, let's kill this gig, which is like let's smash it, and which is a slightly more positive way. Or you could obviously say it in the way that true, uh, true. The, well, let's face it, the logo which gets hidden every week is a bird uh, on not on an even keel. Yeah, so that is giving it away. <laughs> But I mean, I think I, st I started with a sort of like slightly more championing Twitter than I have actually become. And um, so I am slightly, I've got slightly more sort of antipathy towards it. So there is there is that kind of edge. There is there is that edge to it. And, and, and that's come out with people even who are uh, voracious users of Twitter who come on and basically said, look, if I wasn't in comedy, if I wasn't trying to promote something, I just I just wouldn't do it because I hate it. And Absolutely. yet they spend quite a lot of time on it you know yeah and I think that's the other thing that um it does take me I mean especially if I'm going to craft something that doesn't have any spelling errors in it um I'm not even just like I don't know what my excuse is um but I seem to be very bad at uh first drafts like I need to if if I did do proper tweeting or like proper social media with like proper captions and like proper stuff I would it would take me a lot of time um <laughs> uh but and, and I just and I think people don't realize that it does take a lot of time um and yeah. it's not just some, something that yeah it's 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 quite I don't know I mean not that I know really but I imagine it's quite draining uh, well yeah I mean there's certainly times when I mean, especially Edinburgh's especially right, when yeah. you've when you've crafted this thing mm. like I'm talking to people who really who really know how to do it yeah. you you like craft this thing like a thread or whatever it happens to be uh or like that amazing, oh, what was it that Alistair Beckett King did um, with a mate of his? It was like a, it was like a choose your own adventure Twitter thread. It was like, it was absolutely insanely oh, yeah. intricate. And I just think like the amount of <laughs> time that must yeah. have taken is just. But I mean, I it's amazing. I mean, obviously the payoffs are. Um, you yes, know, so and, then, and then waiting, waiting for those, and then never getting them must be just heartbreaking. But I guess it's all right if you, you know, if you go viral, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, one example is Laura Alexis um, clip clop clop uh, sort of. Well, clip I love that. Wasn't the time, yeah. And then clop actually, which is the book of course. 
and that was you know mucking around on twitter essentially but over a, yeah. a, a reasonable number of tweets and and you know just went bonkers but does this mean this is all leading up to are you more of an are you more of an instagram person or more of a facebook person i don't really like any of them but i suppose i would be probably more of an instagram person but i don't use that very well either like i literally just post pictures on it which apparently is not what you're supposed to do you're supposed to make like stories and reels and i don't know how to it's do those primarily <laughs> visual isn't it i mean obviously that's what draws you in but it is a it's a visual thing but yeah. martin's just uh, just tweeted this i like the discipline of saying what needs saying in 140 characters it makes you choose your words carefully so i mean yeah that's like twitter sort of version twitter point one was uh, or point zero was obviously 100 and um is it 140 yeah 140 now we're 280 aren't we Mm. um so there is something in that but it is a if you're a kind of one-liner merchant uh it mm. is, you know it's a pretty handy tool i think indeed indeed yeah. yeah so um so okay so we've had a little round uh round houses on your uh social media mores um which is good, <laughs> good stuff but you what you have done for us tonight is chosen uh a number of tweets which you've uh, been passively enjoying or obviously yes. probably <laughs> uh retweeted and what have you so i i mean there's a couple here um actually can i uh, let's before we do that let me ask you on one more about one more twitter more which was i there was an exchange uh this week about blocking um on twitter and um which has prompted me to punt out a poll which got the grand total of four votes which in itself, <laughs> in itself is funny so I don't care that it only got four votes. Um, so I, uh, it's, so basically the, the, the accusation was, so the ding dong was between journalist Alan White and um, uh, Andrew Doyle. And uh, basically what happened is Andrew blocked Alan and uh, then Alan was sort of basically saying, well, it's a bit, or, you know, blocking someone is a bit Orwellian and da 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 da. So without getting into the details of that spat, because we could be here for a long time, it did make mm. me think, well, hang on. The central thing is what's being said here is that Twitter is um, uh, blocking someone on Twitter is essentially uh, affecting their free speech. Uh, so I did a silly poll and 75% of those four people debunked that idea. But I mean, are you... Are you not enough of the? I mean, have you ever blocked someone on Twitter for a start? I think I've blocked one person on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not it's not really my thing, and they were probably like not even. It, they probably just said something like really really dumb, and I just blocked them. Like I can't remember what it was about. Um. But uh, I am I am quite sort of scared of getting involved. Um. Uh. Like I've never had a, a sort of spat or anything, mm. um, mainly because I find it, I find it, yeah, I do find it really, really hard to express what I actually think. Um, generally, as you can probably tell. Look out, but, yeah, I don't. I don't I, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, um, yeah, I suppose that's that's true. I am getting a little bit more political, I suppose, um, in in my songs, but I don't, I don't do comedy about myself I don't really express mm. um I don't yeah like I don't really talk about go into that much detail about what I really think about things um uh and I think yeah that just translates into into how I use social media in in that um 
I'll I like things that are like interesting and I follow like lots of uh, like museums and like um, like you know facty people yeah as uh, let me I think one of my one of the tweets I've chosen is like uh, along those lines like definitely along those lines um, but I, I really really don't like like I don't go through Twitter like ooh let's read this argument I just it just it makes me feel like sad I don't I, I don't like reading arguments on Twitter and I think is blocking someone on Twitter a, to- a totalitarian act I don't think so yeah it doesn't quite stack up I mean I, I do sort of having well having you know seeing what other campaigns have done to how they've interacted with um, politicians and all the rest of it and you know if they're blocked by councillors or whatever it might be yeah there's a there is a kind of I was a bit yeah, I guess for it- me yeah. Okay, I guess I guess in the sort of political sphere, it has it like carries a lot more weight, but then should it? <laughs> I I really don't know. I mean, there's um, always the option of muting as well, which basically people yeah, kind of just carry. Which I suppose is is less of a less of a statement, isn't it? Like it's definitely like making a statement by blocking someone, and you know it's, I kind of appreciate it as another means of like expressing yourself i suppose yeah like block that's what that's all blocking people is to me it's like um yeah, yeah. i don't think it's i, I don't think it's re- really restricting anyone like i think that's bullshit because mm-hmm. often like what happens if some if someone blocks you if you're uh you know it's like, if it's like a high profile blocking then it's like it's like that all publicity is good publicity thing because so they'll say oh look who blocked me and it, it doesn't yeah. do anyone any harm at all it just does everyone a favor I think so I don't I don't really know that's actually a really good point because <laughs> there's a whole oover of tweets that are basically quote tweeting look who's blocked yeah me. exactly and they would, that would disappear overnight I, yeah I, I, yeah I can't see the legal standing certainly a legal standing of this no I, th- I don't think there is any I don't think there is any I think Twitter might be quite reticent to sort of remove that um, function, but you never know. You never quite know. I mean, we've had fleets. Anything's possible. No, I think I think you should be able to block people. I think it's a like a valid thing to do, and I don't think the person being blocked is being harmed. Mm. Like, do, you know, do you know what I mean? In any way? Yeah, it's the um, it's basically the kind of modern day equivalent of what friends used to do when they went like this. Maybe that's just, an, I don't know if that's just an 80s thing, but when you unfriended someone in real life when you were about 12, you used to go like that. I can't believe I've just remembered that. I, I've <laughs> never seen that before. I think that was just you, Julian. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we should, I'm usually having it done to rather than doing it to. <laughs> maybe. Um, right, that was random little thought. So, that, so yes, facty people. Let's start, let, let's use that as a, as a segue. Uh, to, to facty things, which uh, was it old Tom? It was the Homer tweet. Well, or... there was that. I mean, that was just, I thought that was really funny, but it was the no, it was just the oh. David Olasoga and From... Satnam Sangera, yeah, just because yeah. they're two of my favorite people in the world. And I guess the, the tweet itself is like a, more of a joke than a factual thing, but I just, I just really like that exchange between them, kind of turn me on a bit. Yeah, so let's, um, right, let's. Uh... <laughs> Can we, can you, are you sort of happy to read this one out and then also explain it? Okay. So I love Satnam's tweets because he has to, he deals with, um, you know, people on Twitter in like a, quite a funny way. Um, 
and I have I have read Empire Land and I really enjoyed it um well as much as you can enjoy like quite a sad book um but um uh and yeah this particular user is saying oh well you haven't mentioned like these empires that aren't the British Empire you haven't mentioned the Zulu Mughal Japanese Chinese Ashanti and Ottoman empires and then Satnam you know just you know patiently replies it's about the British Empire because that's what I'm interested in other history books are available and if your desired book is not write it yourself I think that's very magnanimous really yeah yeah, um, and then David Olasoga, um, the other sexy one, says, uh, and, you know, just like comes back with a, yeah, like, why isn't your book about everything? Like no mention of Elvis or the moon landings either. A total lack of recipes, I note, and no pictures of Hello Kitty. Outrageous. <laughs> and I just heard it in his voice and just thought it was so funny. Yeah, that is a good one. I mean, it's, I think um, picking out people who sort of tweeted at you, tweeted criticism at you, Mm. Uh, obviously when they fall into a big hole like that it's, it must be sort of irresistible really to sort of yes uh you know I mean some people might be quite um do the whole water off a duck's back type thing and just sort of leave it alone and not but I mean I guess if you've 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 sort of tripped wired yourself like that then yeah I mean it's it's an interesting one because I think it's I don't know I, to me it's just like a nice example of like two people because they're, they're not like laying into this guy no. into into the the crit critic the critic um uh they're just like ha it's just like it's just like a really bit like a light-hearted bit of banter between like two really intelligent guys and i don't think anyone should feel like um offended or slighted by it not even lenin not his real name or I don't, I don't even know if that's what, what his handle is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. I mean, because surely if you've had that happen to you, then you might actually get sort of, you might actually be quite pleased that someone has, has even responded to you. Well, exactly. Uh, you yeah. don't know what the, what they were hoping for. And this is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what people's motivations are, really. But I guess this person is, is clearly being like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're being reverse racist or whatever. Like, that's the undertone of it. Is it like, oh, well, you, you're only criticising the British Empire because you're like criticising British anyway. people. You know, you're criticising me. That's what he's saying is like, mm. um, which is a really dumb opinion. And I salute Satnam for, you know, bringing these dumb opinions down. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea. I do like the idea that actually, if you've got sort of slammed by, well, not slammed, slam dunked by someone, I suppose in this case, then you might actually sort of, you might sort of collect them in some kind of have a, have an account where you basically sort of tweet out your failures or something like that, or you go around literally just that would dunk, be dunk that would on. be very arty. That would be like a yeah. that would be a cool art project. I bet there are artists doing that now, like like making like archives of failure. I think that would be such a beautiful thing to see in a gallery well yeah exactly you could just, let, I mean, just <laughs> essentially just go and just tweet at a lot of, sort of famous people waiting for, just waiting for them to sort of take the bait yeah some people do in this sort of aggressive way but I, i'm suggesting yeah maybe this sort of approach of like i want to be i want this to be collected as a kind of the time i got slam dunk <laughs> you know, deliberately going out to uh, i don't know say something to crazy to nigella lawson about um hummus or something like that i don't know <laughs> just a thought just a thought well oh, i don't sure know I... did she not include did, did she not include hummus in a recipe book or something and so we'd get offended 
I, I'm just plucking. I'm hunting hummus. <laughs> it would probably be something more cream based. I Are you hungry? That. Are you hungry, Julian? No, no. I'm <laughs> thankfully I've, I've covered that base this week. It's pretty tragic when I don't. Um, so let's take it down. Let's take it down to old Tom. Um, and uh, yeah, again, if you want to sort of uh, read that one out and then go into it, that would be great. Um, okay, so this is old Tom slash yucky Tom, which I find really funny as well. I don't know why. Uh, okay, but he he tweeted, um, imagine writing not one, but two massive epic poems so good they're studied and referenced 2,700 years later and still only being the second most culturally relevant Homer. Like it's a it's a it's a really long sentence, but it's it's like it's perfect. <laughs> it is, it is. It's in a way that it reminds us of it's kind of a good reminder of culturally culturally relevant after 2700 years. Yeah. Well. I mean, coming second place to donuts. I mean, maybe it's not such a bad thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like that. Because I, I sort of feel like it's one of those thoughts where I, I think I've had a similar thought before, you know, to, to that. But just it's just expressed like so well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sort of, I suppose the other thing that sort of makes leapt to me a bit there is that Homer, the Homer Simpson will never be, it doesn't matter how many sort of series of the Simpsons that they make, which are not necessarily as good as previous ones. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know whether his stock will. I mean, I see there being some kind of pressure point here between, uh, uh, you know, Homer the poet and Homer Simpson in terms of how, what the sort of uh, the jumping of the shark of the Simpsons, you know, goes because there has been a, there has been quite a lot of chat about that over the years, is not there? About the Simpsons not quite being what it was. That's true, and I haven't I haven't watched it for a, a long time, so. So I still think there's all to, what I'm saying is I think there's all to play for in mm. Homer, Homer versus Homer. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, you're, you're right. It is all to play for. I think those, I think those positions could well reverse, but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, I have to say that is, um, that is, that is beautiful. We do love a, a beautifully constructed tweet. That's, um, that's it. Yeah. So all kudos. Right now, this is a great one. This is lovely. And it opens, yes. it opens up. Yeah, we, we can certainly turn to talk about the nuances of this. Um, so Gronya's <laughs> tweet, uh, as ever, I let the guests do the, do the reading and then we can launch forth. Okay, so this is the excellent Gronya Maguire, um, one of my favourite follows. Former guest uh, on the show. Yeah. Oh, and oh. friend of friend of the show, Gronya Maguire. Um, this looks like, so it's a picture of uh, the it's Time magazine the Time magazine cover with Harry and Meghan on it, uh, and she says this looks like Harry is her hairdresser and he's looking into the mirror explaining what he did to her layers. <laughs> and it's per it's perfect, isn't it? Because it just yeah, because like, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> exactly what it looks like. You could have plenty of funny riffs on this, and also that like again crazy. hearing it. I was like talking about like hearing a tweet in someone's voice as well, and hearing this tweet in Grania's voice is, makes it even funnier um, than just it just yeah. it written down. I think, um, yeah. yeah, you can, you can, <laughs> you, can you can hear her saying it. Yeah, she's got a very strong like a, like a strong voice, like comedic voice. Um, yeah, it's really good, really funny, and it's just incredibly accurate. And like, and really, because it's not mean either. Like, no. I don't like mean tweet. Like, it's not mean. It's just e extremely well ob observed. Mm. 
and she's not she's not like you wouldn't you you wouldn't necessarily know her stance like on no like the monarchy or Harry and Meghan or like just from that but it's I can pretty much guess well exactly yeah yeah. but I'm just saying like it's it's just it's wonderfully like sort of subtle um it doesn't doesn't in its in its meanness (laughs) yeah I mean it doesn't come down particularly on on one side or the other I think it's obviously been enjoyed by people who are not necessarily uh, fans and that's the thing and but it's not the kind of thing that will provoke like a load of anger from the other side either because I think even people who love Harry and Meghan will smile at that you know what I mean yeah it, it, yeah it's a joke it could can, it can be enjoyed by all sides which is quite you know yeah a, an important thing these days actually and so it's good so she's not yeah. going to get a load of idiots being like ah you're you want to kill the queen or whatever you know she's not going to get a load of idiots being like that well, I mean, that can come yeah. in other tweets. But, no, you know, that's true. But that's I mean, in, the, in terms of this tweet, in, in isolation, it is one of those things where if you had a, a dartboard of, of jokes and all the jokes sort of like uh, getting more and more sort of accurate, hers has sort of really hit the bullseye. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, yeah. it did slightly also look a bit like um, there, there is a slight puppeteer element uh, there yes. and a holding up <laughs> element, which is interesting because actually... If anyone looking at the dynamics of that relationship would suggest that they were, they should actually be reversed in that order, it's certainly not Harry that the, he's the puppeteer. So it you is can a, I mean, applying some. It is a strange. It is a strange photograph, isn't it? You you do like you do wonder. This is probably one of the most like the best photographers in the world, and this is one of the most influential like platforms for images in the world time magazine cover yeah like you 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 wonder like surely there was like one of hundreds of people in that room who would have been like um excuse me this is a rubbish picture <laughs> yeah well I and mean, then they would have right this is sort of quite interesting and uh okay so it lets me do two things one is that I have to reference uh, the Jeremy Vine Channel 5 show again because I always I do I basically do this every show now I just confess that I am an addict to that, to that show so it's become like a a linking thing but this this photo was well the cover the time cover was discussed on Jeremy Vine and um uh the nutritionist Lowry Turner who'd worked for magazines before was saying that it's a she took objections to both because she thought it was a bit sort of hyper hyper touched up photo mm. essentially which mm. is of course what we do in magazines it's just it's just the way it is but she was slightly surprised that their sort of advice the, the PRs had sort of led it through because it was so, yes kind of uh, Jeremy Vine bingo <laughs> yes that's right um 10 points to everyone you're welcome um yeah so that and although that does seem like a small point it is it is it's relevant you know there is a kind of um it doesn't make them not influential just the fact that that that's happened with the photo but it, there is something quite unnatural no it's, about I mean it. it's not really about them it's about yeah like that it's it's like about the the sort of slight the just the slight PR fail is 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 quite funny especially when you're talking about you know well I guess ex royalty but you know like the the two most famous people on the planet um it it is it is quite amusing when you know things that you know yeah it, I guess it it adds to the sort of thing oh well, like look at them trying to be perfect and then it makes them. It, you know it kind of makes you empathize with them more um 
I mean, I'm sure that wasn't the plan. I don't think they're that clever, um, the PR people behind this <laughs> particular image. I mean, I suppose... But- I mean, when it's like the top hundred, it's not the top hundred, isn't it? And if you get nominated for these uh, sort of things, you don't necessarily have to play the, the game. I mean, it does muck up their cover if they say no. And actually, if they had said no, they would have put someone else as, as number one. But you also have to bear in mind, well, I, I, it, this is the couple that said they were moving away from the spotlight. Hello, Time magazine. It's like I don't think you know, they. I don't think they. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I've not. I don't really have much of an interest in it. But I don't think they ever actually said that. Did they yeah. say? Did they say they wanted to get out of the spotlight? Because I think they. Quick, they wanted to Google it for Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very easy to paint them as hypocrites and stuff. But I. I don't think they actually ever said they wanted to be out of the spotlight. Um, I wonder what I'm not sure what form of words they did use necessarily, mm. but um, you know, you know what I'm gonna have. I'm just gonna have to do a bit of live googling. Sure, do it. Prove me wrong. I do. I do. You know, I do understand. I mean, everyone is sort of like often skews up to sort of. They're a bit like a kind of media pinata, really, aren't they? Mm. But um, but it it is something. They're sort of um, stepping back or whatever it's spotlight. Yeah, stepping uh, back. I mean, stepping back doesn't... That, that that means stepping back from... I thought I sort of read that as stepping back from, you know, the, the shit show that is the mm. British tabloid media and the royal family, like, which is a particular toxic mix, um, you know, and, you know, with a lot of history to it, a lot of, like, really unpleasant history. Mm. <laughs> um, so I, that's what I thought they were escaping from. I, I think, I don't think either, I think that they're, they're both, like, firmly celebrities and that is their job. And so, like, it would be idiotic of them to, like, claim to be, like, becoming private people or whatever because that's not, I don't think that would ever work for them and I don't, and I think they know that. Um, yeah, no, I was just checking this month with... Uh... <laughs> to come up with anything but yeah i mean okay fair no fair dues fair dues and the heart of the spirit of this is obviously something i mean inevitably we were going to talk about uh about their sort of status in terms of sort of being favorites or otherwise but uh, mm. and i think yeah. it's quite like this sort of image and especially the way that that Gronia has uh like reacted to it like that's what I, that's what i want harry and megan to be i want them to not i want them to be able to be I want them to you know have it every success in the world like I don't begrudge them anything but I want them to be laughed at like I want them and I want them to be able to laugh at themselves as well um maybe <laughs> that will mean they've done a pull out in, maybe in that will happen eventually like, yeah I, I I hope they have a sense like I don't know like I hope they have a sense of humor because I think that's the only way that they can like do anything in the future without like mm going completely mad um does that mean yeah. does that mean that harry has to appear on or megan has to appear on saturday night live potentially i mean for, no one go that far well you could have to, i mean it could happen i know it? It, it could happen but i don't think that would necessarily help right okay I don't know. some good some good marketing advice there well done <laughs> <laughs> Who says, who says you don't like to market? Well, I don't like to market myself. No, that's true. There is a, there is there a, is big, a there big is a difference. difference. There is a big difference. Right, let's go to uh, Tom Neenan's tweet. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, let's talk us through that. I've actually been trying to work out half of this. So you can... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I haven't looked up whether 
Tom's accurate or not with this, but I just thought it was so such a funny joke. And again, something that works really well on Twitter because it it, it would work um, spoken as well. I think performed. I think it would work really well performed. But I think it worked. It's just so mm. succinct and amazing. Um, okay, so Tom Neenan uh, replying to uh, the Times. Uh, headline Boris Johnson is to announce the return of imperial weights and measures making it legal for market stall shops and supermarkets to sell their goods using imperial weights and measures um, oh Britain's traditional weighing system is just it's so post-Brexit it's just I mean that alone is hilarious um, but then yeah Tom Nealon says I'd love to 0.45 kilograms his face to within 2.54 centimeters of his life so so, but the okay. So I get the two point five four because that's an inch. So I'd love yeah. to his face pound. within an inch. Pound. I'd love to pound his face pound. within an inch of his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did only look at the briefly today, and I <laughs> thought I must remember to put point four five kilogram in uh, Google. But uh, oh goodness, right? Okay. <laughs> I'd love to pound his face within too much within an inch of his life. It's just it's. Again, I, I'm really attracted to these sort of like, oh, what's so clever <laughs> kind of uh, tweets. I re- Yeah, like it's so clever. I it... wish I'd thought of it, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, I was going to, I kept it into it. I know and it's not as good as Tom's, but I had this draft. draft I don't know why, I'm so a bit lazy sometimes. Uh, bringing back imperial measures is a real 30 centimetres in mouth <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> I know, it's, you know. Uh, you're getting you were getting there I mean something again I saw a few he wasn't the only one to come up with no I mean there were there were low hundreds of puns like hundreds and hundreds of imperial measures puns going around um but this was the best one (laughs) no it's great and and it also is done as a favor of illustrating um the whole idea of uh, translating imperial mm. metric because I'm, I'm sort of like hang on is that a pound it's a pound a pound it's a pound and i you know i didn't know that uh so it, it, it's a nice way of um showing us the kind of potential chaos of a reverting true system. yeah uh, well exactly it, it's just so absurd and it just perfectly encapsulates how absurd it is yeah it's a weird so it's a weird one today i was watching a i was watching a rep- a repeat of the show today oh it's jeremy vine and they were talking about they were talking about this particular thing and um there was it did point out that if you if you say your what your weight is most people will uh say what it is in in kilograms um or sorry in stones i should say mm. um and if you you know so there are other things that we are naturally kind of geared towards giving in it's, imperial, yeah it's weird because but but like stones is even weirder i think I mean, is it weirder than pounds? Is stones weirder than pounds? Because no one else in the whole world uses stones. America uses pounds, which I presume go into stones. I, I don't really know. I'm I'm definitely a a, a metric uh, person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't because but because of that, I'm not sure quite what the kind of. I mean, in terms of trade, yes, there there is quite a lot of. You know, there's a lot of volume and what have you that is going to be in metric, and it just it, it's just an extra thing for for people to do. Yeah, it won't take very long for them to convert it, but it is an extra. I mean, you know, when you look at a recipe in a recipe book and you're just sort of having to do conversions, you'd be like, <sighs> it depends how how much you love cooking. But if you like me, it's like, oh no, I don't worry, I won't bother then. But also, like, it, like it's annoying because it's very disingenuous of of Boris to to 
to be like, oh, we're going back to, you know, the golden age of British measuring systems. It's like the, all it will do is further align us to American weights and measures like that that like that's all it will do because they still use all of it and like oh, it might I be thought they were dedicated i thought i thought that was one of the main trade sticking points is that america would be it was quite decidedly metric no oh, okay. oh well i don't know about trade i i mean i but no like they have I, cups, I, they have cups, yes you mentioned recipes <laughs> and it just it just made me it just made me like think of how awful it is to follow an american recipe because they only use imperial measures um it's a cup it's a cup to me a cup is like beyond it's like is it an imperial measure cup seems like to come from some other kind of school of thought that really. exactly yeah that's just silly that's just silly i did buy myself a, a set of plastic cups um they they come on a sort of things that look like a key, key mm. some kind of prison keychain thing and you get these <laughs> sort of it goes down to what each i can't remember what it goes to you get a lot of cups essentially mm. even though you only really use two of them and i mean i've got the same thing i've got like this this uh cup thing that's like in the shape of a russian doll so it's quite cute actually so you've got like a cup but then half a cup on the bottom half and then or two thirds of a cup, but yeah, they're all in like thirds and three quarters and like a quarter. But it's what you need for these stupid American recipes because they'll be like, "Oh, we'll put a quarter of a cup of this, and then like, and then two thirds of a cup of milk." And it's like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Um, <laughs> well, I, I think you know maybe we just need to all carry around these sort of you know cup things. Obviously, some of them dangling off our big. belts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, pretty big in some cases, but it's like, "Oh, are you a baker in America?" Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just, yeah. yeah no, I'm just measuring <laughs> sand, or you know, it is. Right. I mean, the, the whole thing goes back, obviously, to the, the you know the original story is uh, this sort of uh, reversion to Britain's favourite measurement system, and it, it's a bit like waking up and somebody saying, "Oh, do you, you know red phone boxes are back?" It's like, why, why you don't need them? It's mm. odd. Yeah, it's really odd. It's like going back. It go back to old money like yeah pound shillings and pence except less annoying to be fair um, yeah that well that yeah that's true although yeah. you know if, they, if they're doing this they might do that at some point back to shillings well exactly and if they did it's almost like you wouldn't bat an eyelid because now you just sort of get used to getting up and you know maybe trolling through twitter or scrolling through twitter i should say <laughs> and uh, and then something will and you'd be like oh oh um that's so that's the opposite now or, or we've got all oh, this has happened it'd be like yeah okay but i think we've been so sort of buffeted by uh <laughs> you know brexit and the pandemic it'd be like yeah sure that's fine um we just we could just um, oh, speak rename. for yourself i mean i, I would, don't mean it i would go i'd be on the first train to ireland if that happened <laughs> you can what, keep the, your uh, trains trains to ireland right <laughs> Well, you know. some somewhere where there's sensible money like euros. Well, uh, if Boris has his way, he'll be. Won't he be? Is, um, wasn't there a bridge to the mainland? No, oh, true. Island, well. Anyway, that, that's your best bet if you're going, if you're going by rail. Oh my um, god! And what would Northern Ireland do? Oh my god! Would they go back to stupid money as well? That would be. It's just so confusing that's true. for We'd everyone. Have a regional, yeah. Oh, exactly. Can you imagine? What a had, mess! Yeah, if, if we had four different systems. I what mean, Nicola Sturgeon would obviously want, would he either want to keep metric or just have completely different, an independent measurement system? Yes, an independent sort of, I know, haggis based system. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> that, was a, that was a low blow. <laughs> that was, 
but there was it, well it's a low in a way there's a there's a story and obviously at the heart of, of this excellent joke which is kind of slightly like oh god do, yeah. do we have to mm. um anyway um still waiting for those red phone boxes to come back who knows i do i didn't think i had opinions on things but i obviously do have opinions on things this is this is the beauty of twitter you won't, you you won't catch me tweeting them though no, <laughs> it's no, not gonna right. happen this is why this this is why this show is so special because you know we will you are you're in a safe place for opinions pretty much until we actually <laughs> tweet the clips out with the transcript no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um well we'll be tweeting quick clips out but no transcript so uh now we're ending your selection uh here is this the fifth the fifth one the fifth and final one now um I, do we do we know who um, this this person is? So is this, do I know who? Do I? Do any? Yeah. Do we? Do you anyone? not know? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, it's. Have you not watched Hello Hello? Oh no, no. I meant the tweeter, not. Oh the, not no! I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I feel like um, I feel like I should. Uh, I feel like maybe the cat's already out of the bag on this one, and I should. But uh, you know, obviously, a one of the big league tweeters. Uh, and what what do we even call um twildens mix twildens you see i don't know I'm not that. First, see some. anyway you know a very uh, tweet a uh, tweet his tweets have appeared on this program many oh, a time oh have they oh yeah yeah i mean he, he's he's always there uh, knocking out uh, bangers as it were yeah yeah absolute bangers um and again like i don't know if he this tweet this twitter person made this or whether he's found it somewhere else what a find um but yeah what a find uh i just i mean do i need to read it <laughs> no not really i mean well it's cash con- i mean it's, like, so it's cash converters so that is that's a thing and they've obviously someone has has mucked up the labeling yeah it's like a really really excellent typo um with and then just perf- perfectly placed with next I mean, to a picture actually, of the guy from hello hello they've made such a mess of that you've got to think it's it's deliberate so they've made instead of russell hobbs poster it's russell hooves yeah <laughs> which of course is the man it's the it's the genre the, it's the, the spy genre, yes uh whose whose name i used to watch that show all the time but i can't yeah. remember the character's name apologies but no neither can i now but he's the the spy sort of guy who is like talking in code all the time. <laughs> he yeah, thinks yeah. he's talking in code. He, he's the Brit. Yeah, he's the Brit. That's right. He's the Brit in disguise as a gendarme with the worst of a French accent yes. ever, essentially. Um, and that is, yeah, that's gold. It's comedy gold. So that is a yeah, lot. It is comedy gold. To do, I have to say. So, um, so we've got a little bit of time. I'm just trying to think what. Um, so we've done weights and measures, which is a good one. Do. <laughs> Let's have a look. I've got a couple of uh, that's a tweet of Gronya making it to uh, mentioned. On oh this my morning. gosh! Oh, that's so uh, great. She didn't get a credit on that, but I think everybody knows now because Ralph Little has sort of certainly tweeted out um, that Gronya is the, the owner of that. Why does why don't people credit people? Well, it with... was just yeah, it was just sort of said yeah. It just she didn't she'd seen the tweet. Um, I can't. I'm not sure if it's Camilla Tomini. It looked like Camilla Tomini who was doing the thing, but. She'd seen the tweet, and this must be right on the sofa and whatnot. Yeah. But um, she'd seen the tweet, or a friend had told her about the tweet. She told her the punchline of the tweet, 
but she hadn't actually necessarily said who the tweeter was. And I, don't, I just think in the making of the programme, they hadn't. Is it uh, because Grania, does Grania not have a blue tick? Uh, well, no, I don't think so, but I don't think... Would that, it, would that stop them from... No, no, no. No, okay. I don't think so. I, I, don't, I think it's just the fact that her, her friend had actually literally said it to her on the phone. Oh, there's this oh funny. There's this okay. tweet, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what have we got? I'm just trying to think of any other um, tweets that picked out that might make a good... Actually, there's quite a good, good Jimmy Greaves on there as well. Hang on. Oh, actually, on the Weights and Mists one, this Ed Mauritius tweet, the government are only bringing back imperial measurements to own the libs. Well, that's obviously what pounds look like. That's, so also, that's, that's also clever. That is that's also, also very, very clever. Uh, Ed is uh, very <laughs> extremely consistent. Um, oh, this is definitely worth it. I mean, in, well, in the terms of the sort of in memoriam this week, there's obviously quite a few people. Uh, really. Um, and this is an interesting tweet from Dominic Diamond, who I remember fronting a video game show back in the day and still does, I believe, um, do a lot of work, obviously, in that area. Uh, Games Master, BBC Radio 5 Live, etc. Daily Star, of course. Uh, he, uh, so this is Clive Sinclair, who was uh, basically created, I think, ZX81 and ZX Spectrum, which, Harriet, before your time, not before <laughs> mine, but basically the first the first generation of personal computers. This was a massive Okay, thing. yeah, like yeah, yeah. Kids getting them in their homes for the first time and all about what games you could play on them, essentially. Although people essentially did learn, learn to code from these things. So it was like a real kind of melting pot of um, or Petri dish for creating sort of the games industry, but also just general sort of computer industry. Mm. Uh, Dominic Diamond's point all your UK video game companies today were built on the shoulders of giants who made games for the ZX Spectrum you cannot exaggerate Sir Clive Sinclair's influence on the world and if we'd all stop laughing long enough to buy a C5 he'd probably have saved the environment um, the C, does the C5 ring any bells to you? Oh no look at this fair enough actually um, I know it sounds like a paper size but it was in fact um, a an electric vehicle but it was oh ah, yeah it was oh. it was a well i'll show you a picture of it actually but it was in fairness something that if you sat in it um you would feel extremely vulnerable oh okay now like, i've seen those before oh, that's a bit annoying there's obviously a car oh, no, there so annoying. yeah 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 right, right okay yeah what's the thing 30 years too early <laughs> so yeah but that's, so that's, that's basically an electric bike isn't it uh, it's, but yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the acceptable version of what we've now got <laughs> on the roads with the scooters and all the rest of it, really. Mm. So that's an interesting. And then obviously this week, we, the sad news um, that John Chalice, who played, um, oh yeah, God, this is mm. amazing, actually. John Chalice, who played Boise, uh, passed away, uh, and also Jimmy Greaves, uh, the footballer. And there's two um, little PSs I can do here. Um, this tweet I picked up just before. Uh, just when I was gathering the tweets for the show, it's actually Ice T, the rapper now actor. Ice really T. cute. Very, very cute. Um, yeah. The uh, he just said, I just heard John passed away. He somehow became a Twitter friend. I'm very sad. Although I never met him in person, internet friends can become close. R.I.P. Which is lovely. That's it's a really. Lovely. That is one of those things about Twitter that just makes you go, "Wow, it's not all bad." Some people do good things on it. <laughs> Some people do good things. And then very quickly, I'll mention, uh, I won't play the clip, but um, if people want to, uh, well, 
people remembering Jimmy Gray's career at Spurs and Chelsea and uh, West Ham as well for a bit. Uh, he, there was a lovely clip of him talking on uh, This Morning, um, or TVAM, I think, sorry. Uh, this, was after, uh, this was after the famous Michael Fish did not predict the storm thing again. It's in the 80s, Harriet. Don't worry. Don't be alarmed. Um, but there's a great clip of uh, Jimmy talking about how annoyed uh, he was that no one predicted that. So you can dig that out. It's on our feed under our like tab. Um, and there we have it. We've, we've, this is a packed show. Actually, hang on, Master. What's it? ZX80. That's it. ZX80 was sold as a self build kit by a newspaper ad. Oh, God. Mind blown. That's, That's like amazing. Dick, that's Dickens equivalent, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness that's me. Amazing. So, Harriet, um, mm. thank you so much for your selection. Do Pleasure. tell us, do tell us what is coming up for you. What is in your diary? Where can people see you? Okay. Where should they watch out for you? <laughs> well, um, in October, I'm doing... Um, so it's like a little, I'm part of like a little arts fe festival um, run by Pillow Talk Theatre Company, um, which is a really, really like gorgeous group of people. And I'm doing a show on the, oh my goodness, the... I don't want to date, get the date wrong. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so on the 21st of October, I'm doing a, like a, an evening with me and it'll be sort of um if i've managed to get any of my new material to a good standard it'll be a mixture of that uh, probably in the first half and then good old bits in the second half that actually that, good that are bits. good good old bits um and it's like it's a it's set to be like a really really great little festival and it's in the hospital tavern i think it's called in Whitechapel. um let me just double check that as well <laughs> um uh, just in case I've I've like written it down wrong. Are you are you are you reading this electronically or actually on paper? Yeah, the whole oh, no, time. reason I asked is I saw filofaxes today. I was in a shop and I saw a filofax. It's like wow. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No, no, no! I put ev like everything in my. I used I had a paper diary up until maybe three years ago, and I yeah I was really really keen on keeping it, and then yeah just nope. Yeah didn't happen decided to upgrade <laughs> it just it just happened uh so yes the 21st of october i th that'll be my most sort of um uh yeah sort of apart, apart from biggest show for yes. for a while um and then i've got a couple i've got a couple of other gigs as well um but that's the one i need to probably sell tickets for so <laughs> but let's let's also not forget the uh, 7th of october and the 7th of october yes <laughs> uh, SE1 comedy, SE1 uh, comedy, which uh, you, you and I obviously are and Cameron Blair are, are resident hopes for. So mm -hmm. de declaring the interest here, there's a live night. It's a new new comedy night, as in it's a new night, and um, uh, comedians coming to perform, uh, perform new material. We had our first gig on the second uh, of September, I think it was. Uh, so that was all very very lovely, great atmosphere. And our next one is on the seventh of October at 7.30 and that's at the Leather Exchange pub, uh, which is near Bermondsey Street and a very short walk from London Bridge. 
so uh plug 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 please do join us on that yeah get- sorry I, I should have got that hint um <laughs> no that's fine that's fine that's totally fine i mean that's yeah that's the other that's like the the, the other no that's number one come to that come and to it, that it, no, yeah i want you to sell tickets to the other one as well. and then if you like that come to my show basically yes that's good actually it's like a bit of nice sort of taste there yeah that's fantastic brilliant okay um well essentially just i'll just sort of wrap up the show um and say goodbye to everyone and we'll, we'll catch up in the green room harriet but um all of our all of our thank you for joining us essentially whether that's been on twitch facebook live or on youtube uh and as i say the show will be available on as a record to download from facebook live and youtube should be fantastic thanks um, martin thanks martin <laughs> and um please do follow us of course at lkp zoom um check out all the other clips and uh, shows that are on youtube uh what else do i need to tell you on the twitter ticker that's been sort of going above us there's harriet's uh, uh twitter handle which is uh, at harriet brain and um also if you would like to donate to the show and sort of keep us going for all the expenditure we've had including new pc uh that oh. would be lovely um that's through uh what have we used uh, buy me a coffee basically just go to buymeacoffee.com and the uh page for let's talk Twitter is there or all all donations gratefully received but whatever you can do is great spread the word this show will be available as a podcast uh, just as soon as i load it up and i'll be doing clips asap as well and we will be here next week at eight o'clock and our guest then will be Matthew Hyson and I'll be mm. sending out some details on that soon. So Another good again. follow. Uh, yeah, no, that's mm. good. Another good <laughs> one. And we've, again, yeah, we've featured this week quite a lot. So, so yeah, thanks very much, Harriet. That was brilliant. Um, stay stay behind after the show, just briefly, so I can just say a couple goodbye. And uh, just, it just as if I could get my mouse working, all, all we need to do now, there we are, to say goodbye to everyone. Thanks very much. Take care and see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Please do check out the other podcasts in the series. If you go to our website, www.letskilltwitter.com, you'll find all our previous shows listed and you can find links to the YouTube versions as well as audio files. If you'd like to support our work, you can do via buymeacoffee.com. If you go to their website, you'll find a Let's Kill Twitter page set up for donations. But anything you can do is much appreciated. A like, a follow, a recommendation to a friend, it all counts. Once again, thanks for listening. We hope to be in your ears again very soon.